of the Unexplored Territory podcast. We invited Himanshu Singh to tell us more about VMware's latest news. Welcome to the show, Himanshu. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. No problem. Before we dive into the announcement, it's probably good to explain to the audience you know, who you are and what you do for VMware, because not everyone may know you just yet. Yeah, I mean, all my, my stardom hasn't reached the world yet. But uh, so what I do is I do uh, product marketing for vSphere. I run the product marketing team for the vSphere product line. So I'm a director of product marketing in the cloud infrastructure business group at uh, VMware. I've been at VMware for about nine and a half years now. So let's start off a fairly high, high level. What is Project Arctic and what is vSphere Plus? Yeah, so Project Arctic is what uh, we actually announced uh, back at the uh, VMworld 2021 as the program that's going to bring, you know, vSphere, you know, make make vSphere cloud connected and deliver that to our customers, the benefits of cloud services to our customers. Actually, since then, we've actually expanded the, the program of Project Arctic to include the entire SDDC stack. So in this release, what we released today, uh, we we introduced vSphere Plus and vSAN Plus. And actually, as we go forward, uh, under the Project Arctic program, we expect to continue to bring other components of the SDDC in as well. So think of NSX, we realize, VMware Cloud Foundation, et cetera, over time. Now, coming to vSphere Plus, right? So vSphere Plus is the multi-cloud workload platform that brings the benefits of cloud services to on-premises workloads. Now, what that means is for customers who have made the choice of running specific workloads on-premises, whether it is based on latency requirements, performance requirements, data privacy, data gravity, et cetera, kind of needs. Uh, So there's a lot of benefits of running things on-prem in specific cases where customers made their choice. But for these workloads, they are missing out on a lot of the innovation that's available in the cloud. And so with vSphere Plus, the idea is to make their vSphere deployments and their workloads on-premises connected to the cloud, be able to access them from a cloud console, and then you know, be able to access a variety of services that benefits IT admins, that benefits developers and DevOps, as well as be able to add on a whole ecosystem of uh, hybrid cloud services on top of vSphere Plus. So this is enough of the initial release. And as we go forward, uh, we'll keep, you know, continue adding to the innovation we deliver to the customers. But with vSphere Plus, we're super excited to, uh, you know, bring this, some of this new innovation to, uh, to our customer base. My, uh, mind you, along with uh, vSphere Plus, we've introduced vSAN Plus as well. So customers can learn more about that, uh, you know, as we get to, uh, as they look at some of the uh, blog posts that we've made and look at the websites, can learn a lot more about that. Great. Yeah, and I think, you know, a big part of the announcement is, of course, that everything is going to be, or the focus, of course, is going to be on the subscription aspect of things. But of course, the first 
question that customers will always have and partners probably is you know I may have already paid for vSphere how does that actually work when I buy into this platform when I buy this vSphere plus subscription am I paying extra or is there an upgrade possibility how does that work in greenfield versus brownfield yeah so uh, you know, as with any new offering as part of the vSphere family right uh, we've always make sure that customers have a way for net new environments as well as existing environments to be able to upgrade into you know vSphere plus so any customers of course will have you know will share the pricing licensing details etc as we you know uh, get to the ga of the uh, offerings so by the end of our fiscal q2 end of july essentially but the idea is that we will have options for customers and details for customers when they're looking at let's say net new um, licenses or if they have an existing environment and making sure that we are factoring in their current perpetual licenses um, as they upgrade into vSphere plus at a you know discounted pricing and those kind of things basically so think about you know as a customer if you're typically paying you know for uh, sns renewals like every three years or so uh, we'll make sure that uh, that uh, transition for you is not is not you know too different from that that kind of sns at the same time think of this as sns for like vsphere n plus right and at the same time there's a variety of uh, you know net new capabilities that vsphere plus delivers which uh, you know essentially becomes that that value on top of the typical pricing they're used to so really excited to be able to to bring this uh, to market and uh, make sure that customers are able to benefit for their uh, all their on-premises workloads so staying on the topic of subscription it feels a lot like cloud services and cloud alike but does that mean that the on-prem environment needs to be connected to the cloud in any shape or form? Absolutely, yeah, that's the that's the whole idea. So in this case, what will customers typically do is they will, so first of all, the workloads don't move, your ESXi hosts don't move, your vCenters don't move, right? So you, there's nothing to be moved to the cloud. So it's absolutely, you know, uh, no lift and shift and no application refactoring and all that kind of stuff, which customers typically have to do to get benefits of, you know, cloud and cloud services sometimes. In this case, all customers are doing is they're taking their vCenters and leveraging a cloud gateway to connect into the VMware cloud console. Now, this VMware cloud console is the same one that's being used uh, by, you know, VMware cloud on AWS, et cetera, et cetera. So like the cloud services that we have are all delivered through this cloud console. And now our on-premises customers are gonna be able to connect into the same cloud console in this case, right? So um, per vCenter, you might take almost about an hour or so in terms of making the config changes and all that kind of stuff, all depends on the specific VC uh, in this case. But then, you know, once that uh, connectivity is done, you're able to now access all the benefits from the cloud console, get all the kind of the management, centralized management and those kind of benefits from the cloud console. Um, at the same time, like you're in you're in full, you know, control of your VC. So you're not giving up any control or anything of that sort. This is essentially without taking away anything, adds functionality on top and layering on top through the cloud console and through these uh, hybrid cloud services, etc. Yeah, that's great. And I think it's a real benefit for customers. And I think what stands out to me is that you have this cloud gateway, which connects to vCenter server. And then you have that management console that allows you 
to start looking at it at things from a more holistic perspective. So am I actually saying that, right, can you manage multiple vCenter instances and can you also upgrade them, for instance? What are the kinds of additional manageability aspects do you do you gain with this platform? Yeah, so essentially, uh, you know, one of the big things here is that the idea of giving customers access to this cloud console is all about being able to look at their entire footprint in one place, right? So if you have, if a customer has a distributed environment, right, depending on no matter how they've inherited it with organically or inorganically and, you know, through an M&A and whatnot, uh, or just the geographic nature of their business, you typically have to run them in silos, right? So you have a vCenter, you've got its own environment, you have to manage by each vCenter in silos. And what we are doing in this case is being able to connect any number of vCenters, right? Into your into the cloud console, and so from that you're able to have that visibility down across the entire environment, and and uh, get a lot more of the I think value of visibility, being able to take action against what you see there across the entire environment. So some of the key things that we are doing through the cloud console, and this is again like benefiting uh, mostly the IT admin audience uh, in this case is well. One is, as I said, centralized kind of management, being able to look at your entire footprint in one place. The concept of a single pane of glass has been around. And, you know, there's always things like uh, perception and believability of, uh, you know, I'll see it when I believe, you know, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it and, and all that kind of stuff. But in this case, with through the cloud console, we that's the idea to bring that to, to customers. Some of the other key capabilities. One is around... Uh, simplifying the lifecycle management of these vCenters, right? So typically today, customers have to go through, you know, vCenter updates. Uh, it can take an hour. It can take multiple hours depending on the vCenter and, and what the situation might be. In this case, what happens is we stand, we're like, you know, customers will typically get a prompt just like we're all used to on our phones. Hey, software update is available, right? At that point, customers are in complete control of if and when they want to do that upgrade for the VC, right? And then they initiate it. We, what we do is we stand up another vCenter in parallel, copy over all the data. Once it's ready, we do a quick swap. It, so essentially, it's, it takes five minutes instead of the hours a customer is going to you know, spend. So actually, when we spoke with customers about some, this key capability, um, they were super excited in the feedback that we got about like the vCenter lifecycle management specifically. Some of the other things we can do through the Cloud Console is uh, you look at uh, configuration reports across the board, be able to remediate any kind of config drift, which is, again, very common in a, in a large distributed environment. Some of the other things are around being able to get global inventory, being able to get alerts across the entire environment, be able to take action on that. You can run a security health check across, again, the entire footprint and be able to see that from one place and, and go from there, take action. You can also provision virtual machines to any you know vSphere cluster in this particular case or any existing vSAN data store as well, right? So this is the initial kind of release of the cloud console. So of the feature set as part of the cloud console for vSphere Plus, but we will, you know, we'll of course continue to add more and more capabilities at all points in time. So some of the key things that can be done from the cloud console, and then there'll be other actions that customers will want to take from the individual VCs, of course, right? So that access and all that stuff continues to be there. So uh, those are some of the highlights of uh, key capabilities, I would say, um, you know, that uh, vSphere Plus brings specifically for the IT admin audience. Yeah, that sounds great. Especially the the upgrade functionality sounds very interesting, in my opinion. As you said, you know, if it takes five minutes, 
instead of spending an hour and I just upgraded my lab from version 7.0 update 3C to D and it takes a while before you're done and if you can do that within five minutes that is amazing. Yeah, that's the idea. Like just, you know, simplification uh, is, is kind of the, the name of the game with Visual Plus. We want to, you know, offload a lot of the, you know, I, I guess waiting and a lot of the things that can be tiresome and, and manual and repetitive and take that off of uh, customers' hands and just simplify it, right? So while they are stay in full control, uh, it just makes things easier. Yeah, and to me, the initial release sounds like you are introducing a manager of managers and that's a, a very great thing for for organizations that that have a tremendous amount or tremendous number of of v centers scattered around the 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 country or the globe even so great great thing now another thing that i found interesting was the fact that vSphere plus also comes with developer service can you talk a little bit more about that yeah so we've talked about like vSphere with Tanzu in the past, right? So we've talked about like how on top of vSphere you can use, uh, you know, Tanzu Basic, which gives you the uh, things like Tanzu Kubernetes Grid Service. You can build and run your uh, Kubernetes clusters on top of it. However, what we've done with vSphere Plus is add way more functionality than what, you know, we were doing beforehand, right? So uh, vSphere Plus includes Tanzu standard runtime, uh, it also includes Tanzu mission control uh, essentials. So Tanzu standard runtime, right? So of course it includes the Tanzu Kubernetes grid service, but it also includes a variety of uh, open source components, right? Which help to do things like, you know, logging, you know, looking at ingress and those kind of things. And it's all included. It's all nicely integrated. It makes for a smooth experience uh, for, the, uh, for the DevOps teams in this particular case, right? Instead of having to go outside and, you know, find components and wondering, hey, how well is going to work with all this? So the intent is to make sure that we are, you know, uh, empowering the developer and DevOps teams on this. And again, you know, vSphere is that one platform, right? The unified platform for both virtual machines and containers as first-class citizens. So from an underlying infrastructure management perspective, that makes it much easier for, uh, you know, IT teams and DevOps teams to be able to provide what the developers really need. So the developers can focus on application logic and not have to worry about anything of the, any of the underlying kind of infrastructure components. The other thing that also, as I said, tons of mission control, right? So that provides a, a, a platform for the DevOps teams to manage their entire kind of Kubernetes cluster footprint. So, of course, this on-premises environment that they would connect. And then, you know, as they have, uh, I would say, like, you know, uh, Kubernetes uh, footprint in other locations in the cloud, they can look at all of that in kind of one place. So the cloud, class, the cloud console we talked about before is kind of that one place for the IT admins to go to. And then the transmission control console or the, you know, would become that place for DevOps teams to really kind of centralize everything and look at the entire kind of Kubernetes footprint. So in that sense, uh, I think it's really, really like nicely optimized for those those audiences. And uh, so, yeah, like by a lot of new uh, capabilities for the uh, developer and DevOps teams as well, which is, uh, you know, I think uh, would be exciting to be able to standardize on kind of one environment and be able to deliver what the uh, business really needs. Yeah, and especially when it comes integrated with a platform like this, it just makes life easier. Everyone knows that, you know, these types of services, when you need to integrate them yourself, you need to implement them yourself. It's not really easy. So getting those included as part of the platform is fantastic. The other thing which excited me a lot as a storage and availability guy is the fact that we have add-on services. 
And you know, some of those add-on services, in my opinion, are extremely exciting. And no, some of them are still on the development. So maybe you can talk a little bit about what we will have available in the near future. Yeah. So the, I mean, if the idea is bring the value or the benefits of the cloud and cloud services to customers, like you got to have some, you know, key services in this case. And so I think while vSphere Plus and vSAN Plus, they come with a whole bunch of net new capabilities and benefits. I think once we get to this idea of the add-on hybrid cloud services, that's where you basically see that kind of a hockey stick moment of like the value this thing can deliver and how this ecosystem can really explode overall, right? So um, at launch, we were going to have the uh, VMware Cloud Disaster Recovery Service available. So the, you know, DRAS essentially, it's an existing service, but what we have done is we've done the integration in this case. Uh, So essentially, you know, customers can literally look at a, at a VM or a group of VMs and be able to just like click protect VM and, uh, and boom, that basically takes care of, uh, you know, that the, the integration between VCDR and kind of vSphere Plus happens that way. Otherwise, it you know, it, it's just a you know, longer number of steps. So the idea of making that service easy, making it very accessible and having a great experience for customers to be able to easily protect their environments and, and provide the DRA service on top is exciting. Um, this was by far the highest requested capability as we spoke with customers um, in terms of like what are the key use cases they want us to address with uh, with vSphere Plus and the, some of these like additional kind of services. There are others, right? There are things like capacity planning uh, overall and be able to look at you know, you think something like uh, VRealize operations, for example, and be able to leverage that as a cloud service for capacity planning. So that's something that's in development uh, as well. Cloud burst capacity, that's another key area in this case. So if you think about, especially in the past, I would say, you know, a couple of years and all with supply chain issues and whatnot, if customers are trying to basically, you know, improve or enhance their on-premises environment, they have to to wait a long time to get additional hardware. And so the, the idea of being able to get a burst capacity in the cloud quickly uh, is, is a, another uh, thing that uh, folks have asked for us for. And so that's another uh, capability that's uh, you know in development as well. And there's you know a few more. So we, I mean, I'm looking forward to being able to bring more and more of these to market very quickly and be able to share with, uh, you know, with customers. Imanchu, anything else you want to leave our listeners with? I would say, you know, the um, the one thing is check out some of the blogs that we put out, look at, uh, you know, the details, et cetera, you know, understand what it can do for your environment, what it can do for your different teams, you know, especially if you have a distributed environment with multi-V centers, there's a ton of value in this case. The subscription model, uh, I think, uh, you know, if you're already used to it with other vendors, awesome right because you already know the value of it but if you're not like you know trust me your your finance and procurement teams are gonna are gonna love you because they don't like the uh, lump sum kind of capex based uh, purchases uh, every every three years five years or whatever right they want to smoothen it out so that definitely helps um, you know kind of the the new way of uh, consuming software etc and as i said right, you know the the intent as part of the project arctic program is to continue bringing the rest of the stack uh, you know, uh, as well. So, you know, NSX and VRealize and, and VCF, et cetera, you know, over time. But uh, having both vSphere Plus and vSAN Plus available is is fantastic. And uh, you can just go to vSphereplus.com. So vSphereplus.com. And uh, it's going to have, a, you know, a ton of data, ton of information for you to be able to understand and then try it out. So we have got uh, an, a hands-on lab there um, available too. 
uh, and so uh, you know that's uh, uh, that's something that I think would be good to play around with and kind of get a sense of what exactly it's all about. And then the other thing I would say is uh, I'm so glad you guys are doing this, and because uh, you know uh, this is a, a you know a really solid community as part of this podcast and a great reach here. So uh, appreciate the uh, you know opportunity to be able to share some of this fantastic news uh, on on your platform. Well, thank you for making the time on uh, such a busy announcement day, and thank you for this very interesting episode. Let's wrap this episode up, Duncan. And that's it. We've reached the end of this special newsflash episode of the Unexplored Territory podcast. If I have to summarize today's episode, then my key takeaway would be that vSphere Plus and vSend Plus is about much more than just subscription-based licensing. The true benefit can be found in the services provided through the cloud console. Again, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast or rate the podcast wherever possible. If you have any feedback, send us a message on Twitter on at UnexploredPod. I would like to thank my co-host and, of course, our guest of today, Himanshu, for a fantastic episode. Thanks so much.